So we're going to step into the grim reality today of the question, would a narcissist actually let you die? Like, do they actually have no care to the level that they'd be willing to let you expire? Have you ever wondered if maybe a narcissist cares about your well-being at least just like a little bit, like as a human being? What does it actually look like? Does the lack of empathy actually extend to the point of where a narcissist would let you suffer even to the place of death? What does this actually look like? We're going to kind of dive into a piece of it talking about narcissism. There might be a little bit of sociopath kind of attached to it, but talking through this process, this idea of how much care a narcissist actually has, what level does it actually even matter if you're even here or if you're not? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the seven-day challenge for $7 you can access at escapetoxicity.com. It's a great way to first understand about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, reactive abuse, what that looks like, and to start down your journey of healing. We have many people that join right away so that they're able to start moving forward and understanding who they are, what they've been struggling with, what they've been dealing with, and how to get over the guilt of being in a toxic relationship. When we talk about this aspect of narcissism and being willing to let the other person move into the place where they would take their own life, it's a tough topic. And it's a chilling topic for a lot of people to even be able to think about and to be able to talk through. So I want to explore a little bit about lack of empathy, about the personality disorder, how sometimes it can manifest in different aspects when your life may be at risk. And understanding the harsh reality is crucial to help you understand how to protect yourself and also how to break free from the grip of being in a narcissistic relationship. Well, the first and foremost point that I want to kind of bring up is the aspect of a lack of empathy. If you've been in the narcissistic world for a while, you've understand that narcissists typically have a lack of empathy. I normally talk about it in two different aspects, how they have a lack of empathy or how they have empathy, but they're unwilling to acknowledge your feelings. So as a result, they would rather stand back, walk away, let you cry, let you be frustrated, as long as it meant that they didn't take accountability for their actions. Speaking from personal experience and from a lot of people that I've coached. When we talk about this piece of lack of empathy, there's this fundamental piece of it makes it very difficult for them to actually genuinely care about other people. Now, the reason why is because a lot of the care and, and focus is back on the narcissist. So for me, like it wasn't that I cared about other people. It was that I cared about myself or I cared about what that relationship with the other person could actually give to me, how it could make me feel better, look better, like look better in society to everybody else. Like I wanted to make sure that that uh, transaction with another person was serving me, was making me look the way that I needed it to be. Oftentimes, like that self-centered aspect was so focused on me, it didn't really matter what happened to other people. Now, I think there's different levels of this, and I think there's different variations of this. I don't think all narcissists are in this exact category. You get into malignant, and you get into sociopath, I definitely think there's a big aspect there that they would be willing to watch you die and not really have a care about it because they care more about themselves. For me, there is also pieces of like the covert narcissism of where like doing that or having something like that wasn't that it like invoked empathy, but it would it would hurt my image. So like if I actually let someone die alongside me, like that would hurt my image of like, wait a second, I didn't do something to save them or I didn't do something to help them. So I think there's different pieces to it. 
ultimately there's this aspect of a lack of empathy. And when someone's in this, this state of having a lack of empathy and doesn't really care about another person's feelings, this is how it continues to ramp up. This is why when you leave a narcissist and you come back to a narcissist, the abuse is typically uh, worse because the threshold of what you're willing to take has been expanded. Then you left then you came back and then it's like, okay, that's the new baseline. And then you continue moving up as far as the abuse goes. When a narcissist is in this place of toxicity of where everything revolves around them, the entitlement, all the sense of superiority, all the different things that makes up narcissism, and they dwell in that and continue to dive into it deeper and deeper and deeper, it makes logical sense for them to start getting more and more abusive, even to the point of physical violence, even to the point of not really caring about you when you're in a life-threatening situation. Sometimes you'll have people that'll get to the place where they'll want to even justify. Okay, if you die, then I get out of the relationship, then I don't actually feel bad. Then I don't look bad at all to other people, okay? This piece of this lack of empathy can lead to a place where it becomes very, very callous, like we were just talking about. Like callous to a place of like, I don't really care what happens to you, no matter what. Um, think of it this way, like you might be in a place where you've had a medical emergency, and the narcissist that's there doesn't offer like immediate assistance. Instead, it's like delayed. It's like, well, like I'll, I'll take I'll take care of you when I get the chance. Now, I had a client where they they called the narcissist. They're like, hey, just got into this really bad accident. I need your help. Uh, you know, I'm really busy right now. I can't really pull away. I've got too many things on my plate. I've got too many people that have lined up to see me. I have to make sure I see them before I can actually come. I'm glad you're okay. You know, that kind of a thing. And so I was like, wait a second, like, like I've just been through this traumatic experience. Like, do you not actually care to be able to show up? For him, he didn't because it was about image and money because that's typically what it's about. So like prioritizing their own needs and dismissing like the severity of like what you're actually going through of what actually may happen. And that could put you in a very vulnerable or very dangerous spot. Now, the second thing I want to be able to point out is along with the lack of empathy also comes this high level of self-preservation. And it's above all else. A lot of times we'll talk to, talk about it and we'll refer to it as shame avoidance of like, I have to be able to avoid shame no matter what. Uh, using like the car illustration of there's a car coming at us and you're standing behind me. And as I see the car, I see shame and guilt being on the front bumper. And I know as it gets closer, it's going about 60 miles an hour. It's going to impact me in a negative way. So I move it out of the way and it runs over you. At the end of the day, I didn't intentionally drive the car towards you, but I also didn't intentionally warn you about the car. I just saw it was going to impact me and I got to be able to avoid it. So if that means you got hurt, tough luck. At least I didn't get hurt. Okay. So a lot of times the narcissist will focus on like, it's my needs that matter. Like I have to preserve myself. I have to stay safe. I have to all these type of things. And so you have this aspect of like preserving needs and desires above everything else and often disregarding your well-being, disregarding your health, disregarding all these different pieces. People are like, well, my narcissist wouldn't get that awful. They wouldn't get that bad. Well, take a look at what they're disregarding now because it's a step. It's a progression. They, they disregard your opinions. They disregard your feelings. They disregard your emotions. They start to disregard your needs, your wants, your desires. Then they start to disregard other things as they continue to move into different levels of abuse. And this happens, and we see this happen more and more as a narcissist continues to progress and continues to get worse, often disregarding every single thing that you want and every single thing that you need, moving into a very, very abusive relationship. It all comes down to this aspect of being extremely self-centered, of like, this matters more than anything else in the world. Like, no matter what is happening, I matter more. 
Like that's the thought process. That's the idea to put it to a place of saying, hey, prioritizing me and my safety and what I want makes more sense than doing anything else. Makes more sense than helping you, makes more sense than saving you from whatever it might be. Now, you have some narcissists that are going to play off of that in a different way of like, I would rather save you so I can look a certain way. I'd rather help you so I can look a certain way. You have different types of narcissists that will focus on, let me do this because it looks good. Let me do this because it makes me feel better. Let me do this for the praise so I get pumped up. That's a different aspect of it. Okay, but they both can apply of what's actually happening in this toxic relationship. Like you might be at a place where like the narcissist, you're going through a dangerous situation. And narcissists could have the chance to be able to impact that situation, save you. And they might hesitate or refuse. Like the primary concern is like, wait a second, if I do this, like, is it going to hurt me? I remember a long time ago, I had someone who was on a live event that asked me that whole idea of like, if you, if your child went into the road, like, would you grab them? And like, this is like early and like more of my like self-aware aspect. And like the question kind of like stumped me because like I hadn't really thought of it like an emotional sense is more of like, well, yeah, I would. But it wasn't like, oh yeah, this would like definitely happen kind of thing. It was more just like a logic thing of like, oh yeah, I would. Because I noticed like there's there's pieces of it there that's still like, wait a second, like self-preservation mode. Like, would that make sense for me to do if I'm going to get hurt? Like that's, I, I'm not saying that to be like weird or awful, but I'm just saying like that was like the thought. Like I didn't know that that was the thought. I didn't know the depth of it, but that's what was going through my head of like, okay, like does this actually make sense? Okay, yes, this makes sense. This is like the logical thing to do. But in like in that moment, there was almost like a moment of like hesitation of like, uh, yeah, I would because I never thought about it before. OK, so lack of empathy oftentimes can distort like what they're actually doing, the self-preservation. Then you have the piece of manipulation control. Like you have this piece of where narcissists are like, I need to manipulate and I need to control you no matter what. Even if this might be a situation that might be extremely abusive, it might be very harmful. All these different pieces like I need to do whatever I need to do to exploit and to use your vulnerability to make sure I get what I want. And you see this in so many different aspects in a toxic relationship where the narcissist just goes right into what they want regardless of the outcome, regardless of how it hurts you, regardless of how it like destroys your drive to actually get up and go to work in the morning, regardless of how it destroys the kids by breaking apart the family because they're not showing up as a man in the relationship. There's all these different pieces of it. So like think of it this way, like instead of providing the support, like any crisis, narcissists might use that as an opportunity to manipulate and leverage over you. You're like, well, I don't even know if that happens. You look at the smaller things and look at the things you see consistently. Or look at the things of like a death in the family member where you're distraught and they're like, why haven't you got over it? Like they use something to manipulate, whether they use their service to manipulate you, whether they use the issue that's going on to bring up something else that seems bigger in one sense so that they get back on the center of attention. There's so many different ways to manipulate and try to explore your fear, your vulnerabilities and get it to their advantage. Like this whole aspect is meant to assert control and dominance over you. Like if you're going through some of this and you recognize this and you're like, wait a second, like I'm seeing like some of these signs that might be narcissistic and you're ready to start breaking free, I want you to go to escapetoxicity.com. We're going to have the link in all the bios here, but I want to make sure that you understand where you can go to start getting freedom. It's a $7 challenge. You get access for um, you get access for a lifetime, but it's going to take you a week to be able to do about like 15 to 20 minutes a day to start to go in, read, listen, watch videos, post in the community, say, hey, this is what I'm learning. 
When you start to go through and you start to declare your truth, you start to find the healing faster. If you're at the place where you want an accelerated version of healing, of working through this one-on-one in high-level groups that way you actually process and get people out of the abuse mentally and emotionally, then reach out for help. You can go to rawmotivations.com. I'd love to work with you one-on-one inside of our Thriver community. It's a great way to be able to maximize your healing and then maximize your growth as you continue to grow into the person that you're called to be. If you like some of the content that you've seen here today, please like and subscribe, share it with some other people that might be struggling with this at the same time, and we'll see you in the next video.